The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today, believe it or not, is the 15th of July, 2018. As we always do, stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth. I am a winner, I am a champion, and I am unstoppable. Now, as we all know, Charlie knows well, we've been doing more and more shows like that. We've been doing the father and son shows. Charlie's been on with Lawrence, obviously. Um, and we're going all over the place with stuff. And this is one of the main things I'm doing. And I am sharing all these things I'm doing now with you because I am changing from the inside out. And I believe in abundance and prosperity wealth and success among many things and don't let anybody tell you you can't change your subconscious mind because you can we'll get into that more and more i've got steve cotter coming up probably in two weeks and he and i are are like masters at doing this stuff among many others anyone that has been in the real physical culture has done this or is doing it and that's what we're doing here so stay tuned and if you've been listening to the shows at the very end, just before we do the end trail on the show, I made that recording just before that because I want to show you how important it is to how your thinking can become your greatest ally. So do that. Also, go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product, 14 modules, which will change your life forever. And I mean that. We do it all here at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. Still doing it. I'll do it till the day I can no longer pick up a rock for all I've got to do. I mean that. It is that good. We'll also go out to FiorellaBarbellCo.com. Um, Prosperity Conscious page. Um, basically, you're investing in two companies, Fiorella Barbell Company and Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio. We have a 25 a 50 and $100 donation. And with every donation, you're going to get free stuff. Okay. It's an investment. I know everybody likes to say donation, and I just did. But as everyone knows, and Charlie's going to come in here momentarily with Avril, we're going to introduce her to the family, and she is now part of our family. Um, it's very important. We're going to be here 30 more years, and I can't tell you all the people we've helped. I know what I get through email and texts and phone calls. It's absolutely, and I don't say it a lot because... I don't like giving people's names out without their permission, number one. But you know what? I'm just very happy. It's not only me. It's the whole gang here, the whole family. I mean, it's incredible. Go out and look at Etched in Stone lately, all the people that have joined. I mean, this is just like on fire here. It's so contagious. This this whole feel that I have that I want to give to everybody. Inspire. That's what it's all about. Also, too, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. 
Look at all the shows Charlie and I have done. As I said to Charlie offline, I'm going to have to have him sitting in the other chair to do interviews with me because um, he's on here a lot. But as I said on the last show, Charlie's very inspiring. I've never had the uh, luxury of meeting the gentleman yet, but I will. But um, he's been a stalwart supporter of Eminem and FBC and myself, and I, I thanked him the other night graciously, and I'm... I've got his back, too, and that's the way it should be, and I'm very happy, and that's all we want surrounding this big, big thing we got going here called Motivation and Muscle. Also, too, um, go out to MotivationMuscle.com, uh, sign up for our free newsletter. It goes right to my PayPal account, and you will get that in your inbox. Also, come on in and advertise with the company. Gareth Denyer just signed up with us. Um, we did our first show Wait to hear this tomorrow. We're going to talk about this guy has got to be one of the best trainers slash nutrition slash mind people I've ever talked to. And I've known Gareth for almost three years. He's been on the show, and he's one of the straight-up people you've ever met. And I can tell you this. If you've got any questions, go out to hcpbarbell.com. You can talk to him about his services. But we're going to get into this. I'm going to be doing... Uh, obviously, ads for them on the beginning and every end of the show, and I, I'm doing a little bit right now. But here's a guy that I would trust implicitly with any age, whether it's your kid, you, or the older adults. Um, this guy has graduated over a hundred uh, Division One football players. I mean, he's the real deal. So, like I said, go out to hcpbarbell.com. Um, contact Gareth and he'll help you with anything. But we did a part one show yesterday, which is probably going to be three to four parts of his online services. So give him a look and go out and listen to all those shows we've done with him. He's a fantastic guy, let me tell you. Um, but also too, go out, sign up. I will call you personally. Let's look at 30 years of doing business together. We will make money for you, and you will help us out in the process as we keep growing. And last but not least, go out to our YouTube channel, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Go out and look at our video. There will be more, believe me when I tell you, but as everybody knows, I'm out working and doing everything I can to just plow these two companies into multi-million dollar companies. Don't laugh, because I mean it. And I told Charlie, and Charlie knows, maybe Avril will be with us too if she'd like. There's going to be a day we're going to be standing in the biggest stadium you've ever seen, a bunch of us on stage, all telling our story. And everything here is authentic, and I'm taking you for my ride that I've been on for almost five, well, five years technically right now. The show will be up four years the end of September. Most people charge you thousands of dollars to take this ride. Most of them haven't even done it. You're living in the real world here with me, and I hope you enjoy it, and I hope it pushes you to do some great things. All right, with that in mind, as I said, we have Avril Russell and Charlie Oliphant on with us today, and if you've been out on Facebook and you've seen just a little clip of the brand-new documentary called Granite, well, I have, I guess I'll say the two architects here, and obviously... Avril is the one doing the push with the documentary, and Charlie, of course. Let me give you a little information on her. Number one, she's a self-taught writer-director. 
She's married and a mother of three children. She's an independent producer, and she is basically the bones with Charlie building granite. So if you're not friended with either one of them, you should. And if you haven't seen that clip, she does outstanding work, let me tell you. And yours truly here, I didn't know. They they uh, put me on the front introducing Charlie, and I told Charlie the other night um, that was a very nice thing he did for me, and I couldn't tell you. I was very touched by that, believe me. And I'm not a touchy-feely guy, folks, but it was a very nice surprise. So, Avril, welcome to the family. Welcome to Motivation Muscle. And um, we're going to go to Charlie, but anything I missed, uh, websites, anything you got coming up in the near future, lay it out for us. I think it's nothing related to uh, the world of strength, but um, trust me, when it's ready, I'll let everybody know. Okay. Um, That's a good intro. Thank you very much. Okay, Okay. that's okay. Charlie, anything I met? Oh, well, look, I I didn't bring up your bio. All right, hold on now. I got it right here in front of me. What am I doing here? All right. Number one, Charlie is Scotland's representative for the International Highland Games. Federation Stones of Strength. He's a stone lifter, farmer, Highland Games competitor, and everybody knows we talk about his pet project, the Ard Blair Stones, which for the first time are going to be featured at the gathering, which is the Great Dinny Stones. So, on that note, Charlie, welcome back. Anything I missed, anything that's coming up, lay it out, brother, and we'll get started. Well, thanks again for having me back on the show, Eric. I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to having a chat. And I'm actually quite interested to hear what Avril's got to say as well. Um, I know. That's going to be but, good. Uh, yeah, obviously I have, have the, the Ard Blair Stones Facebook page. So if anybody would like to have a look at that, then please, by all means, do that. And I have a, there's a YouTube channel, which is also called The Ard Blair Stones. So if anybody's interested in that, please go ahead. And also you mentioned Lawrence in your introduction, uh, yeah. my son Lawrence. And I would just like to, to wish him a happy 8th birthday for yesterday. Yeah, happy birthday, Lawrence. I left you a little message there. Um, eight years old, I'll tell you, Charlie, they grow quick. I know my nephews and nieces, uh, you know, one, uh, two more years, my oldest niece will be in college. It blows my mind. Um, and, I, and I was saying yesterday, you know, and I think the two of you will really appreciate this. Um, I've really been watching their dog for the last three weeks on and off, and he's... Um, He's got a little bit of white on his paws, but he's a jet black lab, and I think he's got pity in him. And he is one of the best animals I have ever had. I mean, he's more human than some humans, and the one, the dog they had prior to him that they had to put down was a beautiful American bulldog, Brindle with the pie eye. I loved them both dearly. I mean, they were like the best friends you could ever have. And he's with me right now. And I was saying yesterday, because Mark Lombaga who's on the show and a great guy, you know, the dog's name is Hershey. And it's just a whole different thing. And I said this yesterday, and I, I, I know this has nothing to do with what we're going to hit here, but it does in a lot of ways because it hits upon, like, character and loyalty. And you know how I am, Charlie, with that. Um, this guy is the happiest guy you ever met. I mean, he's in here with me, he sleeps with, on top of my Tempur-Pedic bed, which I never let anybody other than my girlfriend, you know, but he's that type of companion. He stays right on the end. 
But you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, you can't even contain him. He's ready to go. He's rolling around on the floor, blah, blah, blah. We go to this one place where it's all hills and flat and all that, and he loves that. And I take him for a ride. You know, he's got his head out the window, and his tail's always wagging. He's jumping. He's hugging you and kissing you and all that. And it's just this exchange, you know. And then you come home. We have breakfast together. We have a little lunch together, and we have dinner together. Go out again to that big park and do the same thing. And the que- and the thing I said yesterday on the show was this. I know people say, well, it's a dog. Well, it's a human being, too. I mean, this guy understands, man. It's, like, amazing what I see with him. But this is what I said. I equated it to today's world. If everybody was that happy and that diligent to do things, can you imagine what things would be like with everything we like to do? But either one of you, Avril, take it away. If you want to comment, fine. If not, we'll go to Charlie. Oh, gosh, yes. Um, I mean, so much of what ultimately turns out to be worthwhile are the things you create yourself. Yep. Rather than finding a cue for the job to do what you're told. If you follow your heart and you're able to yeah, utilize some discipline, I think it is amazing what you can achieve. Yeah. Um, you can't underestimate that, but it's not really something I think schools impart to children these days. No, no. I agree. Yep. Yeah. Um, Charlie, what do you think? Well, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I think, I think success and happiness is largely built on what you what you create and perhaps a legacy that you may leave behind. Yeah. Because, as, you know, nobody's going um, to stand up at your funeral and say what a, what a really expensive watch you used to have. Or, <laughs> yep. you, know, you know, I mean, it's, it's all fairly superficial stuff, but I think the sort of friendships that are forged and the connections you make and uh, it, it just is, you know, com- compensates the, the success that you build. That's what you'll be remembered for. And it's important to, uh, yeah, to sort of remember that, I think. Well, yeah, and you know, when you talk about conversations and stuff, just think of all the conversations you and I have had, all the other people that are directly related. I mean, I was out looking today at stuff, you know. I look at all the names that have been associated with the show. I don't know about you, but have you noticed how now, like, everybody will be commenting, like, Frank DeMeo might be commenting on Charles, you know, Blair Oliphant, you know what I mean? Or or Stevie Shanks is commenting on, you know... um, uh, Carmen Caputo, you know, the linkage here, and I got to say, it has to be from Eminem, because everybody's been on here in one form or another, and it makes me very happy to see that so many of us now are, even though we've never shook hands and looked each other in the eyes, but we've forged now relationships, and hopefully we all meet at some point, but I think it's a great thing, and Hershey is a fine example dog or no dog of that on that note avril let's get right to the uh, um relationship with charlie but i know that you met charlie's father prior to this before him um let's talk a little bit how this all came about and how you got to know charlie please well i got to know well, the, the entire brood know uh, several blair elephants um they are probably the oldest family to live in uh, in this town. Uh-huh. And my husband's hometown is a Scotsman. We met in London, though, um, quite a few years ago, um, which was fortunate because I always, always wanted to 
come to Scotland and live in Scotland. I was always drawn to Scotland, even though I was born in England. Mm-hmm. And um, well, my instincts about Scottish people, it, it was always, you know, just kept pulling me further and further. So meeting my husband, George, was a, a useful piece of the puddle, puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> and eventually we decided to leave London and uh, I dragged him home back to Lagowry. Um, but over the years, while we were living in London, we'd visit the town um, regularly because we were coming to see family. Yep. But also, uh, the one of the castles um, in the town um, occasionally had, uh, you know, opened the doors to people who had interest in history, in local history. And so Lawrence, um, Charlie's father, mm-hmm. took us on a tour. Um, around the castle and we got to one of the main rooms at the end of the um, at the end of the tour and Lawrence introduced me to two of his children who were at home that day and they were stood very politely and you know, very perky little things watching us from across the room and I noticed one of them was this spiky haired blonde fellow with shorts on <laughs> had his pockets and and big blue eyes just staring um, and uh, so that's when we were all introduced and um, I didn't see Charlie or his sister for quite a while Okay. but um, years later when we did move up you know, six years ago um, we actually stayed next to the castle so um, we became Lawrence neighbours for a time mm-hmm. and uh, got closer to the family as a result Awesome. Um, well, what, 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 let's let's now let's move it a little ahead. Now, obviously, you, you started, you met Charlie's sister. You got more close to the family itself. When did you finally engage with Charlie? And what was it? What was it with Charlie? I mean, did you know that he was a stone lifter? I mean, obviously, you probably knew he was a farmer and all that. But did you have any inkling of what he was up to? <laughs> Well, um, I'd see him sort of dotting around town, and sometimes we'd visit his family on another farm where right. they used to live. But um, it was actually during a local pub quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. But um, my husband and I, and Charlie and his dad, we all went to the local bowling club. Okay. Become second. I wasn't very happy. You know, I think if yeah. you don't fail, you have to fail spectacularly. I don't like being so close to winning and. Just yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. At the end, at the end of the evening, Charlie sort of came up to me and said, "Would you be interested in um, filming something for me?" Mm-hmm. And it turns out he was basically at the beginning of his uh, his training. Yep. Um, to lift the Dinny stones. I was aware of his Ard Blair stones because every year we'd gone to the uh, Highland Games. Yeah. So each year we'd see him um, and we'd see the, the facial hair growing. Yeah, yeah. The, the muscles growing. And then just, you know, two years ago, this this uh, evening at the bowling club, he said, film me, get your camera, come and film me, if you want to, because he's not bossy at all. <laughs> I was curious. So yeah, yeah. Went on a little jaunt to what looked like a small stone. I mean, I'm an outsider. I had no real understanding 
of what it was about. I could mm-hmm. see a fire in Charlie's eyes and there was something going on. It was like he he was in communion with the stone. Yep. And his children were very focused, his wife. And I, I, it absolutely intrigued me what I was watching. And he took his top off. And <laughs> it's a very rainy, cold day, but didn't seem to notice. And he chalked up and he yep. got his stone and... And he lifted it and put it in his lap and he hugged it and cuddled it and <laughs> what's going on? And I kept filming and he kept trying. He lifted it so far and he put it down. And then each time until he finally sort of knocked out over his head. Yep. Then the look on his face, it was like his eyes were lit with lightning. It was an achievement. And he dropped this stone and the whole front of this house went... And dusted the chalk off and off and put his t-shirt back on. Yeah. And I know I'd seen something quite peculiar. It was, it was, you know, it was totally unexpected. But this was the beginning of something, and mm. I really had to see where he was going with it. No, I think I, I think I'll tell you right now. Um, if you haven't figured it out, which I'm sure you have. All this stuff is very, very intriguing, and I've met so many people that could never understand it. Once they saw it, um, it stirs something in anybody. It doesn't mean you're going to go and lift a stone, but we all have that primal hit in us. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm Charlie knows, and I say it all the time. I'm a huge Rocky fan, and. Yeah. Even if you're not a boxer, I, I I dare you to not watch that movie, any of them, and have it not stir you. And that's how I've always kind of equated stone lifting or this berserk weightlifting we do at my house too. People, people, you know, you know, what it reminds me of it's like you know when there's an ambulance or an accident and they're all like, "Don't look, don't look," but there's no way you can't look. That's kind of like what it all reminds me of, and there's a lot of truth to that. Charlie, I want to get you in here because I'm sure you're full of vim and vigor, so comment on anything here. Yeah, well, I have to agree with everything Avril said pretty much. Uh, our beating uh, was at this, this pub quiz. Yep. And, but I, but I, I mean, I think Avril's slightly underselling herself a little bit because Avril and, and indeed uh, her husband George are yep. both very well-known figures in Blegari and Avril, she, I mean she's got a lot of writing credits to her name and she's um, written a lot of scripts and directed some fairly you know, high caliber stuff yep. and, and uh, her husband George is a, you know, he's a fairly prolific actor as well so uh, I, would, I would say that in terms of Blegari and our local community I, I would regard them as uh, Sort of celebrities, or you know, uh, yeah. use that yeah. word loosely, but in, in, in their own right. Um, so uh, it was, uh, yeah, I was quite. I thought if anybody's going to do any of this filming or, or, or follow it, then ha- having the, the family on board, having Avril, and if George was prepared to to do any sort of voiceover stuff or be involved in it in some capacity, that was only going to sort of add weight to the whole thing and give yeah. it sort of a bit of credence. Yeah. So I was I was delighted, you know, when Avril seemed to had a had a sort of spark of interest in this. Yeah. And um, yeah, um, yeah. So well, I, I, I'm highly optimistic about the whole thing. No, I mean the quality of that short, short snippet is dynamite. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, 
But you know something, it, you know, Charlie, you and I, and I'm sure Avril will agree with me. If not, she has a right to say what she wants here. Um, th- this is how I see it. You know, we always talk about, you know, especially me with the law of attraction. What you put out there, you get. Um, in my opinion, this was no accident the two of you met up. It was it was probably going to be a head-on collision sooner or later. Um, because, you know, but you think about it, I mean... Think about this, Avril. I mean, obviously, you're very involved in a lot of big stuff, you know, when it comes to this. Because, you know, when you're writing and directing and filming, I I don't have to tell you. I don't know your business that way. I just know my short end of what I've done with film and blah, 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 blah. But you have to be good, and you have to find – it's like everything. How many times have we all gone through multiple people, spent way too much money, um, didn't get much for it? But to think that Charlie and you met in the same town, you don't live far from one another, and now you're doing a documentary. And I, I don't, I think this could have not come at a better time because I, um, you know, Stevie's going, Stevie Shanks will be on next week. You know, Charlie's always talking about it with me, Martin Janzix, the whole bunch, everybody. And we've seen the explosion of stone lifting, not only in, Europe, where it's really always been, but we're starting to see it now even in the United States. And this is no accident. This stuff, like Charlie said, I can't, I, I can't say verbatim what he said exactly in the snippet, but really it's kind, it was kind of like an outsider thing, kind of like a freak. And now suddenly it's starting to show up in a lot of places. I mean, the Art Blair Stones, to me, is one of the greatest things for the kids. I mean, whether they stay with it or not, you're bringing them into something that is out there a little different. But like I said with everything, it's a it's a primal stir. It doesn't matter how old you are. And I'll, and I'll give this example. I'll go right to you, Avril, is this. So you made the great... You, you made the great point about schools. We've talked about this. Assembly line, don't think for yourself. Think the way we tell you. You know, it's gotten more and more and more like this. That's another show in itself. But what this does, I feel, especially what Charlie's doing with the Art Blairs, is this. These kids are getting a taste of something that they really, really have inside them. And the reason why more adults don't do things like this is from all the years of being told, you can't do it. Why do you want to do it? You're going to get hurt, etc., etc. Now, you com- com- you compact and compile decades of that. What do you think you're going to be like? You you're it's like it's like getting in a hole and someone throws a shovel full of dirt on you every day. That's what ends up happening. So, go ahead, take it. Comment on any of that. Yes, it's absolutely true. I think in watching the children, I've got Different children trying the stones. Um, uh, last year, there was a young boy, Fergus, who, um, quite stocky little thing, um, who lifted maybe up to four stones. Yep. Four of the other stones. And the, the concentration, the focus, and I think it was his first time, he seemed intent on coming back and trying again. He, he'd, He'd achieved so much in his first attempt, and he couldn't have been more than 12, 13 years old. His friend also attempted, but couldn't get get the uh, the first stone. Mm-hmm. The first stone. But 
Lourdes walked away with his chest seemed a bit more, you know, forward. Yeah. He knew he achieved something really significant. And as you say, with stone lifting in Europe it being pretty much an ancient thing. Right. It, it is it's the heart of Scotland. Stone is the heart of Scotland. Scotland's built on extinct volcanoes. Um, the stones have always weed in and out of, of Scottish um, society in so many different ways. So Charlie has created the other stones, which actually is a gateway to the past. It's a gateway to a tradition that has faded and the end to put a 13-year-old in front of an atlas stone and there's no pressure, only encouragement, only support. You're actually sort of closing a circle, bringing something back, waking up the potential of the individual without any sense that they could possibly fail. Everything counts. Simply approaching the stones counts. Not trying, and that's the only thing that counts as a failure. Um, but also the stones do attract girls. And I don't think Charlie was aware. My own daughter, 14 now, she's managed to lift three of the stones. She could have lifted maybe four and attempted the fifth one. The only reason I think she doesn't quite make it to the fourth is because she's always wearing the wrong clothing. The last time she was wearing a very short skirt. Yep. Trying to sort of bend over and lift an atlas stone in a mini skirt is really visible. But yeah. I think she has the fire in her eyes and she's looking forward to the next Highland Games where she'll get to have another go. But yeah, you talk about gateway drugs. I think the Ardbeis are, are sort of a gateway drug <laughs> into the world of, of strength. And and for me, as an outsider, someone born in a city, it, it, it's easy to get and it just makes me want to know more. And that was really the hook and that's why I followed Charlie and I've got to know the people that he's worked with. And... It is like a family. It's yeah. Like a family. Yeah. Um, Charlie, I'll go right to you. I just want to make this comment. Um, you know, especially with these young kids, you know, they get one, two, three, four stones. Um, people don't realize, as Avril said, what this does to a kid. This is a game changer. This is a life changer. And I'm telling you, you know, when I say, you'll hear it today, Avril, I always say five words can change your life. Well, believe me, they can, and you can either make somebody or break somebody, and that's the idea of those stones and so many things we talk about here. I, I've said to Charlie, and he said to all I want to do is see people become the best they can be. Charlie, comment on any of that, and then we're going to get right into granite totally. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I was um, yesterday. I had a, an Odd Bless Stones event at Kerry Muir, um, and uh, there was well over 100 attempts and it was a lovely day and again there was lots and lots of kids interesting thing about Kerry Muir actually just a slight side uh, thing it's a small very small village in Scotland okay it's about half an hour from where I live but uh, Kerry Muir has yielded Bon Scott from ACDC oh wow uh, John John Barry who wrote Peter Pan yep and uh, the actor David Niven so okay. for a very small Scottish place it seems to have you know it's uh, become fairly internationally well known yep. um, but anyway so I was at the Kerry Muir show and yeah there was lots of kids very enthusiastic and uh, over the next few days I'll be putting up some film footage and photographs so yeah yeah, yeah I, please I put them yeah, yeah please put them out on Etch too I really I want people to see this man 
you know, I'll put them out on Etched and, and for the kids, too. Um, I just think what you're doing is fantastic. I didn't mean to cut you off, either. Go ahead. Take it. No, no, I've pretty much finished, Eric. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, thanks. Well, this is real interesting. Granite, um, Charlie had sent me the clip a while back, and I was telling him it was just absolutely incredible. Um, obviously, the filming, everything was just top A1 notch. Um <laughs> Charlie, I'm going to go to you quick, and then we'll go right to Avril. Or when you're done, Avril, take it. Um, where where did Granite come from in your head, Charlie? Where where what was what was the idea? Was it because of the the um, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, was it Stoneland? Whatever the last documentary was a couple years ago. Um, what what was it that got your juices flowing for Granite? Well. Uh, first of all, the name Granite was um, it was something that Avril thought of. Oh, okay. Obviously, you thought long and hard about it, and the Ardblair stones—they're not—they're not granite as such. So it's a slight uh, sort of misnomer in that sense. But obviously, other there there are plentiful supply of historical stones yep. which are made of granite, and granite does seem like an apt title for for the for the documentary. It's sort of hard hitting, literally, and uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's a good punchy title, and it, it is relevant to, to the documentary. Um, but yeah, you, you mentioned um, Stoneland, the St- Stoneland documentary, and yeah. yeah, I had I had seen that, and, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good, and mm-hmm. um, I thought in my head I was thinking that I would make I'd like to make something or, or be involved in something uh, that was perhaps had a slight different tack, and mm-hmm. it maybe got more into people's psyche and what drove them to lift the stones and. Um, so maybe speak, use it as an opportunity to, to chat to people, which particularly would help me, you know, with with, with the Art Blair Stones and help me with training and encourage me and being supportive and you know people I've depended on and they've been reliable and things and it just seemed like a, a way to encompass all that without necessarily perhaps going on about um, maybe less focus on. Oh, I don't know. Uh, sort of bagpipes and 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 the sort of the, the sort of the myth the the, the, the myths around it. Yeah. But more in it, 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 looking at the people and more, yeah, more, what right, right. More of a human side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah I, I I think that's dynamite because um, you and I both know with technology and everything now, too many people are kind of lost the human side, and I love it because. The stones not we talked about this now give it right to you next Avril. Um, the thing the thing I like the you know we talked about this early on even with Avril you know seeing this and, and really like okay what is this all about and why why such why are people so drawn to it whether they've done it or not and we went over that but the thing I like when you have an when you have the human side of people when you're talking about something you love to do, something that you're getting better and better with, and something you talked about legacy. I think we all should leave a legacy. I think it's very important. And I think those things really change the complexion of everything because we already talked about, Avril brought up about the young men and and women that you can just see the change in them when they do, whether it's one, two, three, four, whatever, chest is higher, you got a smile on your face. Suddenly, you know, these kids are saying to themselves, because they're hearing all the back 
chatter behind them. They're saying, well, if I did this, why can't I do X, Y, Z? All right, Avril, it's all yours. Um, obviously, comment on that. Anything Charlie said about granite, please. Well, yeah, it's, I think the human element it was the, the main draw for me. I mean, in any genre uh, of you know entertainment, you can get carried away with the thing that is being done, and you forget to look at the people doing the thing or why they do the thing. And I've been quite privileged to get you know under the skin of, of people that um, I've met through Charlie, um, yeah. and there have been. I recently did an interview with Andrew Kearney. And if I mention any of it, I don't think you'll mind because obviously... No, that's, that's okay. ...in the documentary. But what you learn about people, it absolutely blows apart stereotypes that yeah. you might, might hold. So the whole Scottish stereotype is immediately destroyed when you get to know Charlie because Charlie has what you might think is an English accent, but it's actually not. Um, and his history and his upbringing... I explore that in the documentary so you understand why he speaks the way he does, who he is, and you see a very mischievous sense of humour. But also talking oh. to Andy Kearney um, opened my eyes hugely because Andy was, um, he was born four months premature. And mm-hmm. Andy Kearney, four months premature, two pounds was expected to live. But his mum, you know, she did everything kept him going, brought him up, you know, he became a man. And then when he took the reins of his own life, he created a version of himself that I think would be impossible to beat. His drive, his focus, his love, and his natural ability to nurture others is it, it, actually, it, it make, makes me quite giddy um, it's like being next to a large planetary body and there's a gravity yep. that sort of affects yep. you. Um, but beyond all the, the, the showman, you know, bluster, and he is a, an excellent raconteur, beyond all that, there is a humility that I would never have imagined. Yeah. And beyond the humour, the humility, I think, it, it, it makes you cry. Yeah. I think, the truth of him and it, it it's not that he's full of sad stories he's full of absolute motivation um and a belief in others um and these are qualities that i have experienced meeting the other guys such as stevie shank and famous stephen murray um and john pollock they're, they're all they're all factors that they share they're all overlaps and at one point, when I was at the Dinny lift, Charlie's attempt, I was surrounded by all these different men who were focused, absolutely focused on Charlie and whether he was approaching it properly. It was like having five, four or five big brothers. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and they wanted him to succeed. Mm-hmm. I felt so safe just standing in that circle watching them tending to Charlie and making sure his approach was right. Yep. So the characters that I have met are absolute gold, and I, I really hope that I can do justice and bring out who these people are along the way. Yeah, I, I th- incredible. If there was one word or two words, because I was going to ask you, I think you've described it mostly, 
Is there one word that you could say about all the gentlemen that are involved in this project that that comes to mind, or a couple words? What is it that you see in all of them that has linkage? They're just outstanding. Okay, outstanding is right. Yep. They're the guys that go far out for everyone else to make sure that everyone survives. They're they're the ones like we have a few around here that would fall on the sword for you, I believe. I don't know any of them, but I've talked to them enough. Charlie, comment on any of that, my friend. Yeah, uh, I mean, the the guys that Avril was referring to, um, like Stephen Murray, John Pollock, Andy Kearney, uh, Stevie Shanks, they just exude positivity. Brett Nichols is another one. They all exude positivity and support and encouragement. And they're straightforward, and you know that they've got your back. Yep. And you you do get people who, I don't know, you you can be around people sometimes who, uh, I I sort of refer to it as banter. Yeah. And it's it's when people, they they kind of slag you off in a jokey sort of way. Yeah. And I do find that gets a bit grating, you know, and I find it a bit... And, and then you feel awkward about it and stuff, and you start to, to sort of laugh because it's supposed to be funny and everything. And then afterwards, you kind of feel, you know, you feel bad that you were, thought it was funny and laughed because you're not part of that clique. You, you feel you've let yourself down, and you really want to be surrounded by positive, positive, you know, supportive people. Um, and so, yeah, that's something I've noticed, that it hasn't always been, that not everybody is like that. And I've just been very, very fortunate to have been surrounded by those those amazing people and, and and they've all been introduced to me via Andy he's yep. been the, the common denominator there yep. and whether it's their background and experience and coaching and the gym and their, their professionalism I don't know what it is but they, they, they just exude this confidence um, Charlie you know what it is too it's like um, you taught you said the word confidence when you're confident you don't have to be nasty to people. You don't have to be a put-down artist, and you don't have to sit there and beat your chest and say how good you are. As my pop said, among many things, obviously be a leader, not a follower. We talk about that. But my dad used to always say, lead by example. Don't worry about the critics because they're just critics. You go out and lead by example. When you're seeing what you guys are doing, now how the Art Blair Stones are involved with the gathering, when you're seeing all the young people you're bringing in, that's leadership. That's example. That's all you got. Well, I can't speak for you. If it was me in your situation and I'm going to be there with you eventually, that's all I care about. You know, I mean, you don't have to like me, but at least respect what I can do. I think that's very important. Um, all right. On the, on the documentary... What 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 do you feel? I mean, I don't know how much you can elaborate on it. Where are we, and how long do you think it's going to be before it'll be in production totally, and the world will get to see it, Avril? Well, I've got the main interviews, um, but it's such a big world that there's always room for other contributors. Um, okay. And I, know, I hesitate to say that because I could film and film and film and do like a, a huge documentary series about it. There's just so many angles and so many personalities that I, I could focus on. Um, let me think. Ideally, I would like to get it um, in shape by uh, beginning of winter this year. Okay. Ideally. 
But um, in this instance, I'm, I'm a self-shooter and we're not working with a specific budget. Um, so this is all, you know, um, taking time out from uh, any actual, you know, contract work to get yep. this. This is a, um, a job that I don't think I would have been commissioned to do because, again, when you talk about stereotypes, I think there'd be a, a stereotypical assumption of what I'm interested in. Yep. So it's a real, it's a gem for me to be able to work on this kind of story in this world. And I want to get it right. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I, I've been shooting since last year. There's no excuse not to push it as, as um, steadily forward as I can. And I would like to get it in shape before the end of the year. Great. So, you know, but then it's it's also I, I I'd love to be able to name every single person because you know you sit here and I want to name everyone involved because I don't want anyone to feel left out. Right. Um, but then there's a situation where um, I'm going to get some input from Martin Janzic, who I've never actually spoken to face to face. Okay. But again, his um, his website on uh, historical stones. Yep. Uh, is is pretty. Um, significant especially yep. um for people who are new to the world of stone um and i want the documentary to not just you know do the people who are already established in this world uh justice i want it to be um a guide for mm -hmm. people on the outside who never heard of it and, yep. and didn't have the, the pleasure of following charlie to this man's house to lift stone. <laughs> I want this um, documentary to actually grab you um, in your armchair as you watch it and, you know, hopefully build an interest so people will get off their bottoms and go out and find out about it. Yeah, I think that's a big motivational piece at that. And, hell, we know that the world needs a lot of motivation. Charlie, obviously, it looks like uh, maybe um, early part of 19, hopefully it'll be out. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously we've got a human side now, you know, obviously with Martin Janzix, we know how established he is and all he's done for stone lifting. We know he's got a book coming up and he'll be on here to promote the book when he's ready. Um, what do you, what do you feel if, if you had a crystal ball in front of you right now, what is your wish for this whole project with Avril and everybody who are lending content to it, what do you want to see come out of this? Well, I just I'd like to see a lot of people who maybe haven't had the recognition they they've deserved um, having a, a bit more of a public platform to, uh, to to have an outlet for for what they've been doing for years and perhaps haven't been recognised for it. Yeah. And, uh, again, a, a way of thanking people who have been really supportive and helpful for me because I think in anything there's a bit of give and take and people have t taken time to, to give me advice and uh, training programs and things and they've never really asked for anything uh, in return for it. It's just sort of been a sense of, sort of uh, family, really. And sure. I, think it's, I think it's important to try and kind of counter the balance and try and find ways to support other people. Uh, and I think this is possibly a way to do that um, but as, as long as if this documentary comes out and um, people are interested in the stone lifting in general and whether it just promotes physical exercise or uh, health and yeah. um, 
it's not something a little bit different, maybe something that might have been perceived as slightly sort of an underground thing, you know. Uh, it's yeah, it's nice to sort of bring it to the forefront, and I think I think it will interest a lot of people because if if the Ardbear stones are anything to go by. Um, people who may not even consider or thought about stone lifting, they, they, they're, they're totally absorbed in it because they see other people doing it and it, it just sort of fires up their imagination. Yeah. The next thing is they want to get the next stone or the stone after that and they just see all over Facebook uh, uh, photos and video footage of them going to the Ardblair stones. And, and, and it's got to the stage now where I think, I think people in the town sort of know the stones and I tend to get recognized for it now. I mean, it seems to be the, the thing that I'm associated with. You should be though. Else. Yeah, but you um, should be. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's very flattering, and, and I just, I just hope, as Avril said, it will just increase the awareness of this whole genre and maybe um, be an interesting insight into what drives some of these people to, to do what they do. Well, this is why you and I have talked many times. This is one of the reasons why this show was created, because I felt there were so many things out there that were so good that were scaled over pretty much or it wasn't trendy or we weren't wearing spandex or you know or you know or we're not you know we're out in a field or we're in a in a garage screaming at each other and i've told you before people won't wouldn't come up my driveway because they thought somebody was being murdered back here all right the the, the bottom line is look there's too many people afraid to do too many things now uh where things are very fear-based now and you and I both know, Avril included, when you're out somewhere, whether you're alone or with your peers, or even people just starting out that want to be part of this big show, there's nothing like being able to let loose, whether you struggle, whether you pull it up, whether you go up halfway and drop it, there's something very intriguing about that, because what that does, it takes you to a place possibly you've never been that you've never known and suddenly all this stuff that's been said to you in the past is starting to fall off you like dead skin so to speak all right like a rattlesnake when they shed their skin this is very important and what you two are doing among everybody involved and what i'm doing with all of you and the way you know i laugh all the time you know we want to mainstream the show avril I, 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 you know, Charlie said, let's look at maybe getting in shape and health. And we talk about that all the time because the bottom line is the word health. Mm-hmm. Charlie doesn't lift stones. I don't lift stones. Charlie doesn't lift weights. I don't, nobody does anything without health, all right? That's paramount, number one. The rest of the stuff, we're blessed, like you wouldn't believe to be able to do that. But I want everyone to come in here under this big tent and the same way I'm sure that's Charlie, I'll, I'll go back to both of you momentarily about what I'm going to say is this. If you're serious and you're committed and you're on the fence and you're not sure and you're not getting what you need, that's what we want to do. We want to give you solutions. We want you to go out and do it. Like, like, the, like the branding says on FBC, we don't try, we succeed. We don't use that word try here. There's no trying here. You go out and do it. Um, I'll, I'll send that to you, Avril. We'll go first, then we'll go right to Charlie. Well, uh, you know, I, I think it's, a, it's an honor. Thank you for welcoming me to your the, the family. Yep. I am probably the, the most unfit member of your family. I'd like to apologize. Um, I, I do know I've got a way to go when it comes to health. 
But, you know, the path I took, having three kids, destroyed my core. And the more I see of what everyone else is achieving, it's just really pushing me, you know, to get back on track. Yep. And then fix myself and find my full potential. Um, and, yeah, so I have been affected by the people I've met, the things I've seen. And, and now, uh, <laughs> Eric, you're going to be uh, on my back about uh, health. Uh, I better do something about it. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's never too late. That's the thing. And it's like this, like I said, I don't think this meeting with Charlie was by accident because if you look at good things, everyone's going to reap the reward. So, you know, you want to get in better shape, obviously. And Charlie's got somebody that is very excellent at what you do, which is going to help him spread the message. So between the two of you, I mean, and everybody else involved, let's face it, everyone's, it's going to be a win-win. Charlie, comment on any of that. And I've got a couple more questions, obviously, but go ahead and take it. Yeah, I mean, it is a win-win, Eric. And uh, apart, I mean, with Avril being there as well with the camera and yeah, yeah. Uh, filming it, it, it pushes you on too. I mean, I've actually yep. found that whole process quite motivating. And, and as the same in the same way that I actually find coming on your show very motivating as well. Thank because you. Because I feel that, you know, you have to sort of talk, walk the walk if you're going to talk the talk sort of thing. Yep, yep. You know, I can't, I can't just sit around at home with my feet up in the air staring at the TV all day and then expect to come on Motivation and Muscle and be... Uh, you know, feel that I have some gravitas to what I'm saying. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, even even the concept of being on the show makes me it pushes me harder, so that I don't uh, so I can, in myself I don't feel like a fraud or anything, which I'm not obviously because no, I do no. try and I put the work in. And it's the same with Avril, that when she's there, when she's got a camera and she's documenting things here and there, it's a great motivator. Yeah. Because potentially. Well, it's like the podcast. I mean, I don't know how long the podcast is going to be around. Maybe, maybe it will be on file on some disc for a thousand years' time in some drawer. Where I hope so. Pull out. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, whatever you said is what people are going to remember about you. And it's the same <laughs> yeah. with the documentary. It's a very yep. personal thing. So you can't, you know, you, you, you kind of, you've got to watch what you're doing. And the, the least you can do is put a lot of effort and determination in it. So at least if things don't work out, you don't, you struggle at something. At least you put the effort in, which is the main thing. Well, you know, Charlie, we've said this before because you have a, a young son and daughter and my nieces and nephews are everything in the world to me. I don't know if I'll ever have kids. Maybe, maybe not. But the point of the matter is, and this is true, I mean, none of us can be perfect, but those kids are always watching you if they're around. They're mm-hmm. listening to you and everything. I'm telling you right now, folks, be very careful how you act and what you say in front of young kids and and older ones too. You know, my niece Natalie is 16. I'm always careful what I say in front of her. I love talking with her, everything, because you know what? Especially young girls, I try, well, I don't like that word. I will do everything I can so when they have to make a choice to go out with a man or, a, you know, a younger kid, my Natalie's got a boyfriend now. Um, that they'll say, you know, my uncle was this way and I want to find a boyfriend or my father, you know, because everybody in my family, both sides were athletes or are athletes too. We always, you know, and I'll let both of you comment and then I've got another question, obviously. You know, athletes are different. 
I don't care what anybody says. Uh, we, we just think different than men, a lot of other men. We're constructed different because we've constructed ourselves this way. We've built that inner to go out to the outer. There's so many things that people could draw from us. When you, you, know, you listen to Charlie, obviously he's an intelligent man because he knows how to string sentences together, where a lot of guys can't string crap together, all right? That's just the way it is. Look, I always say, you know, I think people look at us more harshly than most people because of the size of our bodies or how we talk and how we carry ourselves. When you're out in public, always remember that, especially with me. You know, Charlie is a farmer, everything. Um, people are just looking to take pot shots at weightlifters or stone lifters or whatever. Physical culture will put it all together. My dad, I always said it too. No matter how you feel, don't show it on the outside and always be an ambassador for what you love to do. Because I can tell you this, and I've told Charlie this, um, this is how it is. When I'm out, I love talking to people, obviously. And people say to, hey, do you lift? And I'll be like, yep. And we end up starting a conversation nine times out of ten. And you'd be amazed how long they'd sit and talk to you because it's like they're like you two are talking about with this documentary. People, when they're comfortable with you, really find uh, an awful lot with this. And when you can speak eloquently, you got them. It's like getting caught in a bear trap and you're snared. All right? So we have the ability right here, the three of us, today, and I hope we'll do some more shows, the three of us, especially after the gathering and as we get closer and closer to the release of, obviously, Granite. And, Avril, I'll tell you right now, you're lucky you don't live near me because you'd be sick of me. I'd be knocking on your door every day telling you, come on over. So I'll tell you that right now. I think you're better well, off with you're, you're be, Well, you're better off with Charlie. He's probably not banging on your door every day. Um, but, but that's my point. So comment on anything there. Ooh, oh, oh my gosh! I, I think you hit the nail on the head with when it comes to children. Yep. Um, you see yourself reflected in them, even when they're not aware they're doing it. Yep. So your job, I think, is to be the best version of yourself that you can be, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, the children will learn. Um, it, it, yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a world of, of, of there is a, a division, and I think it's all perception that you probably are conceited because you have such self-belief. Yeah. And people will, you know, take against you because by comparison, they know they're not up to the mark that they could be. And it's sad when people sort of eat away at themselves and turn that anger outwards. Um, but all you, yes, you're right. All you can do is your own thing and be yeah. good at it. Absolutely. Um, Charlie, comment, and then I've got one more question for both of you, please. Yeah, I, th I think that, uh, I hope this isn't a gross assumption, but I think possibly it quite, it could be a British thing. And I think you have to kind of have, sort of counter out the balance between arrogance and conceit mm -hmm. and, and sort of being gentlemanly and reserved sort of thing. And, and I think, in a sense, I, I, again, you know, please correct me if, if you have other views on this. And uh, I think that 
in, in America and the States in particular, I, th I think that there is probably more confidence in people. I think that there isn't. I think, I think, I think it's a good thing in a way that people are, are kind of out there and set an example and uh, sort of going into new territories and things uh, and uh, motivating people. Whereas I think that there's possibly a culture. Uh, over here of a bit more being reserved and yeah. I think that it's obviously a fine balance between being gentlemanly and reserved and um, being confident and motivating other people and I, I, think, I think maybe it is more of a thing over here um, that uh, perhaps that there, is, there is maybe a less, less confidence possibly I would yeah, tend well, to that actually struck me um, sorry to interrupt. That no, started, go, ahead. go ahead. You started the show by saying, I'm a winner. Mm -hmm. And I, my brain sort of went in two different directions. Um, one direction went, uh, Are you allowed to say that? Yep. <laughs> and the other, other side went, Yeah, of course. <laughs> you should tell people who you are. Yep. Um, so we do have, I think we have this internal struggle in Britain. <laughs> Well, you know, you know what it is, Avril. I don't want to interrupt you, and I'll come right back to you. You know what I think it is with everything. I think if you don't believe in yourself, belief is going to be the cornerstone of everything you do. And I'm a guy that you can you, Charlie will testify to it. Among many that have been on here for years now, I've really pulled the switch on me hard. I've gotten into. Uh, obviously, I talk about building from the inside out because there's nothing that's coming from the outside that's going to build you in. Most of the stuff you need to filter, and you need to have this belief. You need to make these decisions quick and crisp and say, look, I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable because I know our self-talk has been, we've heard so much of it is normally negative and self-defeating, and everybody would be like, well, you can't get rid of all of it. Well, maybe you can't, but I'll tell you this. I can give you examples of how my life is changing, and Charlie knows the thread of a lot of what's been going on here. I mean, without getting too deeply in everything, I'm sure the more we speak and all that, we will probably talk more and more about success and things that matter. But due to various things and, and various promises, um, you know, financially, we've been hurt here very bad. Now, I take full responsibility for it. I'm the guy at the end of the day that makes the decision. But it's like everything, as you both know, is learning, living, and then going and finally breaking that wall down. And I was telling Charlie the other night, because I've been kind of vacant from a lot of Facebook a little bit. The shows still go up, but not as interactive. And I haven't talked to a lot of people the way I have, but that's been due to being out, working jobs to make money, to further M&M and FBC and make these. And I, I'm not shy about this. They're both going to be million, multi-million dollar companies when I'm done with them. And people just don't get it. They don't understand it. They're quick to react, quick to criticize. And I've told everybody who's taken this journey with me is you're going to learn more in the next year than you will from somebody that put out some digital recording that tells you all this stuff because I'm living this, folks, and I'm proud of it. Have I been slammed a billion times? Yeah. 
And I got to make the choice. Do I want to keep doing this or do I want to go back to what I was doing? Can I? No, I can't. There's a point, and I'm going to go to both of you, and I'm going to ask that one question. We'll finish up. Um, the question is, and this is what I tell everyone, you're going to reach a point of what you love to do and be so committed to it. I've gone past that point. I can't go back to the other life. I can't, and my body and mind won't allow me to anymore. I know where I want to be, and I know what I want to do, and I'm blessed. Believe me, as tough as it's been, I'm blessed because how many people can sit with you and say, I'm doing what I want to do the rest of my life? That's me. Averill, uh, uh, comment on that, Charlie, and then we'll get to the last question and we'll wind the show up, please. It's true. Um Coming up in, in film and TV, or at least trying to, um, I've, I've discovered that I got into a mindset where I felt I needed the um, approval of uh, other people who probably didn't understand anything that was coming out of my mouth. Um, and then you needed money to stop things happen. Eventually I learned that if you have talent and you can get the equipment, you can do your own thing. And it might not bring in the riches straight away, but the sense of fulfillment that you get is part of the fuel. But also, with this documentary, the, um, the sense of support and belief others in what this documentary will be adds is uh, like, it's, um, it's absolutely stunning that the reception of yep. um, my creativity. Um, Buying on the world of strength. The reception mm-hmm. absolutely puts my reality as, a, as trying to work in TV totally in shadow. And you realize I'm trying to work in barren ground. TV is not the most positive space for me and it doesn't feed my creativity. I have to do it and I have to find the, the, the you know, the, the interesting sub follow. I, I gave up too much of, of that and um, spent a lot of years wasted um, waiting. Yep. Char, go, go ahead, finish. Finish. That's okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. Nope, that's, that's, I think you don't want me to go on and on. I could go on for hours about that. <laughs> well, we'll we, we, we got plenty of years. We can do plenty of shows, believe me. Charlie, uh, comment on any yeah, of that. I, I, I think that, that you... Again, we had that show about sort of making your own success, and yeah. Avril sort of alluded just there to sort of working, sort of conforming to what is expected and the paths that you go down, and maybe this involves having to pay for, for something which is completely unnecessary, and it, it stifles your own imagination, and you can you know, do things on, on your own, like in a, in a sort of small uh, capacity. Um, like I obviously made the stones and I sourced the barrels and I'm thinking about making some strongman logs for the Highland Games sure. but I mean rather than go and buy them I'd much rather make them myself and you know I, I just uh, there's certain things that you can do on your own which you might think you have to rely on other people but you can just do them yourself and, yep. if, you do them, and if you do do them yourself I think it's much more rewarding as well, and um, there's no there's no reason why you can't forge ahead and even become the authority on a subject off your own steam and working and learning from it, than 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 conforming to a a system where you're being dictated to and expected to do this and to do that, and you never actually achieve what you want to do in the first place because you're being distracted by red tape or minutiae 
when, when you could just be doing it slowly and progressively on your own and the rewards, there's no reason why you can't do it and the rewards are so much greater and you'll achieve what you want quicker. Yeah, I, I totally agree. There's nothing like confidence. There's nothing like setbacks. But I'll tell you what, if you got it inside, you're going to do it. No matter what anybody says, no matter how many friends or family drop off, you've got the power, everyone, and you can do it. Last question. And I, I, it can be one or two words, but if you can, I want it compacted down to this if you can do it. Avril, you're number one here. Ladies first. Um, give me one. Well, well, you're t- today. You're the lady. Um, one word. One word that describes granite to you in your life. Strength. All right, Charlie. One word that granite means to you in your life. Legacy. Beautiful. Um. Before we go, obviously, you know, the credits and all that. Um, Avril, is there anything you want to put out? I, I mean, I know we talked about websites or anything. Anything you want to say before I go to Charlie? It's the floor is yours. Um, no, I'm going to create a, a site where all of that will be available. So okay. Um, but that's one thing I like the discipline of, <laughs> that self-promotion. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. I think Charlie is a good reference for anything that will be going on in the, okay. um, in the next few weeks. Okay. Charlie, it's yours. Yeah, I, I think I'm right in thinking, and Avril, correct me if I'm wrong here, because she's sort of the brains behind sort of putting things together and the, the professional approach she's already done with, with the trailer. I think that there's going to be possibly one or two more trailers. I think that that was awesome. like the, the introduction. Yeah, so uh, I'm not sure what the time scale is or how, how often they're going to be released or indeed what the content of the trailers is going to be at this stage. But okay. I think there's going to be a few more teasers um, before, yes. while it gets closer to the actual thing. So okay. it, people might want to look out for those. But Avril, again, will be the authority on that because she'll have okay. much greater sense. Okay, that's awesome. Well, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com, Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. 14 modules, which will change your life forever. Also, go out to our Prosperity Conscious page, which is on FiorelloBarbellCo.com. You've heard some massive stuff today. A lot of teaching here. This is a teaching show, believe me, among everything else. Go out and invest in M&M. Um, there's a $25, 50 and $100 investment. It goes right to my PayPal account. You will get there's something free on each investment. Get in this here. And, you know, take these shows and spread them all over the place. We're getting more and more new people coming in here who have heard of us for the first time. And just think, we'll be up four years, September 27th, with M&M. And FBC celebrated its fifth year. On May 12th of this year, I couldn't be prouder of what's been created here. Um, and I'll tell you this, don't let anybody ever tell you that you're bragging or whatever. Never be afraid to pat yourself on the back, because if you don't, most people won't, and that's a fact of life. Take pride in what you do. I mean that, take pride in what you do. Also, if there's a show that you like Avril, Charlie, and I to do... Fiorello Barbell at nightcap.r.com. 
Um, iTunes and Stitcher, give us a five-star review. That's what we've gotten from everybody. We thank you for that. AHA directory, which is AHA. You can get M&M in your car 24-7. Don't forget, too, um, if someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, five words can change your life. Never forget that, how important that is. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. That might be all they get. And if you're going to go out and lift it, bend it, break it, twist it, press it, pull it, squat it. If you're going to lift stones, turn them into dust. And the great Husa Steel Stone Crusher says in blood red, domination, we are domination. We clear cut the path. We don't follow anyone. Dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in your path. As Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of the speakers. It's more than that. It's more like a tidal wave now, and it's just going to get bigger and bolder, my friend. Also, Frank Klein, my greatest college professor in business. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Quitters never win. Winners never quit. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever, would walk every patient to the door and say, keep smiling. Say that to yourself on your best or worst day, because right now i got a big grin on my face. All those three men, I will never forget, and it's unfortunate we don't have them here verbally to talk to. As I've told Charlie and everybody, I'd love to have them all sitting by me. We would have a show like you wouldn't believe. It would just be unbelievable. But there will be another time, and they're always with me in spirit. Also, too, Be a steward of strength and don't stand on the side of the road. Tell a hundred or more of your friends we're coming because we won't kick your door and we'll blow the roof off your house. Here's the thing. We're going to be around for 30 more years. Tell everyone, we need you and you need us. And with us getting into the kids' end so much and everything we're doing right now, as I said in the beginning, it's a big tent. We want you to come in. If you're serious, we're here. We want to help. We want to make changes and solutions, so come on in. Um, Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you, and we got your back. And before I go, and before I say goodbye to Avril and Charlie, I've been reading this um, little excerpt, and I love this. This is out of Stones and Strength by the late Steve Jack and the late Peter Martin. And this is about the inverse stone on page 91. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass. That until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons, I'll be calling. Steve Jack. And as I said before, and I'll say it to the very end, if it wasn't for Steve Jack, I don't know if I would have ever lifted a stone in my entire life. I owe him a great debt of gratitude, and he is missed, believe me. Um... Avril, it's been a pleasure. Welcome to the family, and I hope that you will come in and do some more shows, whether it's you and I or Charlie, you and I, but you're welcome here anytime, and thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You are welcome. Charlie, it's always an honor to have you on. You know that um, you do so much for so many people, and I, I, I hope always that that will be your mantra where people know that this is a guy that really cares about people and what he's doing is just phenomenal. So thank you for being on my friend. 
Well, it's, it's a pleasure, Eric, and please let me use this opportunity to thank you again for the uh, incredible work that you do in promoting fitness and strength and well-being and health and just getting everything out. I mean, you've got an amazing platform with which to contact hundreds of thousands of people. And, uh, is it, yeah, you, you, thank you very much. I mean, you, you motivate me as well. So thanks, thanks for having Charo. you on board. Thanks. Same way here, man. It's like, as I said, it's going to be great to visit because I wish both of you were in my proximity. But it's like everything. In time, you know, everything will happen. So before we sign off, here's the, th- here's the deal, everybody. You know, the world is asking something from you. You need to do it. And as I said in the beginning, nobody was born a loser. You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. And remember that. Don't let anybody make you feel small. Be a leader, not a follower, as my pop said. So for Avril Russell, Charlie Oliphant, thanks for being on to the both of you. And this show will be up no later then Wednesday, I'm going to try, I'm going to get it up Tuesday if I can. I've got one more show and a lot of things to do in the next few days. we got Paul Firepower Gray on uh, tomorrow, and wait to hear this show. It's going to be another classic like all of them. It's called The People Puzzle, and I think it's going to be very, very aggressive, my feeling. So, as I said, for Avril Russell and Charlie Oliphant, thanks for listening, everybody. Go out and do something magnificent because the world is asking that. We'll talk to you soon and have a great rest of the weekend. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll We'll see see you next time. time.